you loved her right from the start. <laughs> Absolutely. Then why no pictures? Oh, there are pictures. I keep them where I need the most cheering up. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by popculture.com.au. I am Dando. And I am Mitch. What was that about? Is that just for me? The crowd's not as into me, apparently. <laughs> uh, this, is a, this is a delightful new app that I've discovered called Pocket Sitcom that I highly recommend that everyone download. Uh, I'm getting just nothing. Canned laughter or? Well, it's everything. Um, but canned laughter, you say? Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Say something or, not funny. Um, pi is an irrational number. Pi isn't a rational number? And that's where Sheldon says something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got this, um, I've been following, like, I've been carrying this around at work. Sorry for the Big Bang Theory, I just hung shit on another show. No, fuck them. Okay. It's a bad show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that, that'll do. <laughs> that will do, will it? Yes, that will do. You're going to have more fun doing that than you're actually talking about The Simpsons today. We're here to review And Maggie Makes 3, another flashback episode. Can you you tell me a quick joke? Do you you know any good jokes? Knock, knock. Who's there? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) This is the best. You've got to get this app in your life. Okay. What's it called? (laughs) Pocket Sitcom. Pocket Sitcom. It also has themes. You can have um, music. So, say, Four Finger Discount today is stepping back in time... To when Saved by the Bell ruled the roost. That's not Saved by the Bell. No, I know, but it's that kind of nice oh, okay. inspired. Or maybe we want to turn that off. Maybe things are a little bit uptight in the Four Finger Discount studio. Ooh. Is this like Law and Order? Would you like some thinking music? <laughs> what did you think of Mag- And Maggie Makes 3? I love And Maggie Makes 3. It is a really beautiful episode. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. Um, no, it, it, it is a really, really beautiful episode. It kind of plays on that trope of, uh, the, you know, a male doesn't want to be a father as much as a female does to an extent. But I think it ties it in a very real tangible way to finances and how he's just embraced what he thinks his dream is going to be. And then this thing comes along and derails it. And then it turns out to be a better thing for him um, and make him happier than what anything else was going to in the first place. I also think that Homer doesn't necessarily come across as being a dick that doesn't want to be a dad because he already has two kids. So having a third one versus I'm not ready for it at all is a different story to be telling. So. I found this odd. It felt weird that it's a flashback episode, but everyone was still the same. Well, you, yeah. I mean, they're not flashing back as far. So yeah, it's, yeah. It, yeah it's, just, it's just I sometimes forget that this is a flashback episode. Yeah, because you're not really going as far back in time. No, I think this is my fa- one of my favourite Homer episodes as well because like you said, he's found his dream job, mm. and he just really feels sorry for the guy that because he's having another kid, he has to give it all up. Yeah. But it just shows how much of a great father he is that he's, has, he's willing to give everything up again for his child. Yeah, and it's beautiful the way he just instantly falls in love with Maggie at the very yeah. end when he does One of the greatest her. endings ever. Yeah. I think it's so great is because you don't expect it. It doesn't sort of build up to an emotional ending. It just yeah. comes out of nowhere and you're like, oh, yeah. oh wow. And it's just left to hang yeah. as well. There's no... There's no need for a tag or anything nope. along those lines. It's just a beautiful bit of sentimentality at the end of an Very episode. Very Mother Simpson. Just leave it be. Yeah. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. on that, interesting on that. little tidbit about this. This was both written and directed by first timers. Yeah. She was 23 years old. The, the writer or director? The writer. Yeah. The writer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Jennifer Crittenden, mm-hmm. who I believe was, uh, she was an intern on The Late Show and then she um, was doing a writing course at Fox and then managed yep. to pick up this job after meeting David Merkin. But the... The one that I want to talk about more important, or not more importantly, but the director, Swinton O'Scott. Mm-hmm. Do you know, did you no. look into their other works no. at all? They've directed several episodes of The Simpsons and of other animated series, but if we want to talk about beautiful endings, Swinton is also the director of Jurassic Bark from Futurama. Really? Yes. Wow. That is like the ultimate emotional ending. Yeah. And kind of similar story structure in some is back, like some's back in time, some's current. Yeah. It's 
give something up. It's beautiful. It's bittersweet. It's so you know. It's um a nice kind of hint at the, as to the pedigree that Swinton was going mm. to go on to through some of the other episodes in their career. Did you see what other shows Jennifer wrote for? No. Uh, Seinfeld. Oh, okay. Uh, Drew Carey show. Yeah. Raymond and Arrested Development. Right. So anything good? Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite moment from the episode? Uh, Homer studying marketing. Oh, how great is that? So goddamn good. I laughed out loud. I forgot that no one else could hear what I was watching at work. Yeah, right. <laughs> Advanced marketing. And then that's in the bin as he's reading beginner marketing, which is in the bin as he's reading the dictionary definition of marketing. <laughs> then he just gets a gun. And then he's just studying the ball on yeah. the table. That's amazing. <laughs> and then, of course. I love, my favorite moment is when the way Bart reacts to the toilet paper having to be cut down to the, the bland kind. And he just punches the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Runs to it as well. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Alrighty, alternate so, title. Alternate title. I've got one, two, three. Doe. Yeah, that's not too bad. Um, spare child. Nice one. All right. Trivia for this week. And Maggie makes free. I'll kick things off this I, week. As a general rule, I try to set. Sorry, I try to ban myself from doe as a pun. Yeah. It's like when the newspapers just reach for you, buddy, beauty. Whenever Lance Franklin does it, <laughs> yeah, like, guys. Or when, when something happens at John, it's perfect. Yes. Yeah. Like there's there's those go tos that are like, uh we've used this twelve times already this season and we're only fourteen weeks in. Do you think we can go Yep, go again. Yep. <laughs> no one will know. What show were they watching in the beginning of the episode? Nightboat. Nightboat. That's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. I started off with an easy one. Oh, Jesus, did you ever? Uh what were the poachers trying to poach in Nightboat? No idea. Starfish. Starfish. Okay. Starfish poachers. Who owns Barney's Bowlerama? Al. Al. Okay, Al. Yep. Um, I nearly said Steve, <laughs> which is one of my other favorite moments of the show. Um, what program was on the TV when it was next to the mirror as they're going through the photo album? Oh, Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah. Yeah. Who bowls the ball when we see where, what happens really happens to the pins? Ah, no, I didn't spot that. Jacques. Ah, of course. That would make a lot of sense. Uh, what did Homer win the terrorist fight by? Terrorist fight by? How did he how win? Much did he w- no, how much did he win by? Oh, I don't know. Two. Homer, ten. I've, terrorists, eight. eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how much can you get for a healthy baby? 500 bucks. 60 grand. That's a lot more. Did, did you see that scene? Now, that's a scene that I do not recall ever seeing. I think that must have been one that was cut off television. Who's talking to who? Hibbert talking to March. Right. So, oh, right. yeah, okay. No, that wasn't cut off, I don't think. Yeah, I just don't remember it ever. Mm. Anyway. Okay. Um... How much is a game uh, at the bowling alley? I didn't see this. On the chalkboard in the yeah, background. Yeah, Dollar seventy-five. That is cheap. Pretty sure it was also dollar seventy-five for shoe hire or three games for five bucks. I would take up bowling if it was that cheap. It's like twenty bucks a game. Is it that or much? Twenty now? bucks for two, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Just and it's over within like twenty minutes. It just feels expensive. Not if you go with a group because people always yeah, get sidetracked true. and then they don't know it's their turn and then you've got to keep getting angry at them. You when know, was the last time you went bowling? Stop, stop getting up to order chips every five minutes and <laughs> fucking pay attention to the scorecard, Uncle Steve. I used to go bowling quite a bit. I haven't been in years. I used to um, really enjoy bowling. Yeah, I probably haven't been in three-ish years. Um, it's just one of those things that I was said, never quite good at. If I continue putting on weight at the rate that I'm at now, I'll be finding myself. Back, on weight? I'll be finding myself back on the lanes shortly. <laughs> <laughs> Winter weight? Yeah, yeah. Look like you put on weight. There's a little bit. I've had three people tell me rather bluntly in the last week, put on a couple of kilos. Really? Yeah. One friend, one my, don't look one like my dad, and one person who'd never met me before, which was strange. <laughs> <laughs> what, how did that come up? What, what, what led to that comment? Nothing in both cases. I just walked up and they went, oh, <laughs> what's happened here? <laughs> I mean, I might have nudged them belly first, and that was <laughs> that was a tactical error on my part. Just, just slapping your belly. <laughs> you know how a cat uses its whiskers to know if it can fit through a door? Yeah. Yeah, I just use my navel. <laughs> <laughs> my final question. What does the shirt say that they guys buy for Homer at the end? Uh, sorry, you had to split. Yes. Well, my final question is, what uh, What was the best... Like, what did Homer do best at his job at the Bolorama? The mm. way you blank, Beautiful. Oh, no. Kept the young people away. That's it. Of course it is. Yep. All righty. Now, you've already mentioned one of the facts. My other fact I've got this week. Me other fact. How Australian was that? Me other fact. Me other fact. uh, The end was an homage to Mad Magazine fold-ins. Oh, the do it for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Now, before we get into the review, we have something coming up in approximately three weeks' time, don't we, Mitch? 
I'll be tweeting. Yes. <laughs> it's my monthly tweet. We're launching something. We're launching our book that is going to be held at Beeves Bar, uh, slight venue change. Um, Beeves Bar in Geelong, Little Mallop Street on the 3rd of November, which yes. is a Friday. At the 7, night after our trivia. Yeah, 7.30pm. Now, you can buy tickets. Uh, tickets. There is a small, very small cover charge, which is going to be going towards food, so don't stress. You yep. are getting your money's worth. You'll be able to listen to us talk for a little bit. We're getting interviewed by Guy Davis, who is featured on some of our Patreon podcasts. Mm-hmm. As a movie reviewer has been working in media in Geelong for 20 or 30 years. He does Q&As professionally. Yeah. Um, so he'll be asking us about the writing process, about what it went into the book and why, and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be doing book signings, obviously, and in general, just chatting to you guys. It'll be a very open forum if um, if any fans can come along and would like to shake hands or get a book signed or just say hello, hold on to my leg, whatever it needs to be. Yeah, and we can't stress enough that it's important that you get tickets now online because it's limited to 100 people. Yes. And it will sell out because we've got a lot of friends and family that want to come celebrate the book. <laughs> yeah, like I've, it was some that I don't want to come. but um, So preferably if you guys get in and order it, that'd be nice. <laughs> Now, the way they can find that is just stickytickets.com.au. That's correct? Stickytickets.com.au. Search for Four Finger Discount. Or Homer's you... Odyssey. That up as well, maybe, uh, I guess. Yeah, Well, yeah, it is called Homer's Odyssey. Book uh, launch. Book launch. Yeah, um, yep, Or yep. launch party, I think. But search for Four Finger Discount. Links on our Facebook link page Link on as the well. Facebook page. And link pa- on Twitter and Patreon. Yeah, and yes, Patreons will have the link accessible as Speaking well. Speaking of Patreon, thanks to everyone that subscribed in the last month. You guys are all champions. You well, are. Haven't got your names yet, but we'll do that yes, soon. Yes, we're going to do that soon. <laughs> that's that's my, my apologies on that one. Plenty of exclusive content on the Patreon page for as low as $2 per month. You can get access to it now. For and Maggie Makes 3, the original air date was January 22nd, 1995. The chalkboard gag Bagman is not a legitimate career choice. So I'm Mm-hmm. Is that just the supermarket? Because we supermarket bagman, yeah, yeah. Because we don't have them in Australia, but I found it really odd. I'd never experienced one. The first night we were in LA, yeah, went to the supermarket, and a guy started putting our stuff into a brown paper bag. Yeah, but that was his only job. You beat him up. Thought he was trying to steal your groceries. No, but, that's my cornflakes. But then he wanted five dollar tip. I said, but, no, you got to tip a bagman. But I'm like, but, I'm like but, uh, he. How like, much was the groceries? One pa- one brown paper bag. No, that can't be worth five bucks. I know. He puts like some... We bought food. We bought a hot chicken and some stuff to make salad sandwiches. I don't remember Morgan Freeman being tipped in Shawshank Redemption. (laughs) And I certainly don't remember uh, Red. Uh, Sorry, he was Red. I certainly... (laughs) Who was the old man with the bird? Uh, Brooks getting tipped either. No one got tipped in Shawshank. I mean, Morgan didn't because he didn't double bag. (laughs) Make sure you double bag like the lady says. (laughs) Episode kicks off with the family watching Night Boat. A take off of Knight Rider? Was that the boat show? Wasn't there a... Sh- David Hasselhoff? Uh, uh, Knight Rider was a car. So but it's a similar take, kind of a take thing, off though. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Car talking to you. Yeah. There's no need to yell. I'm all around you. Yes. Uh, always a canal mm. to rescue, yeah, to help and, the boat. Yeah. As, convenience. Uh, well, uh, for television. Action. Those action movie tro- uh, shows of the 80s that had one one plot and just faxed the... Uh, not faxed them. Photocopied them every week. Yeah. Marge says it's family time because Homer promised that one night a week. Is it one night a week? Yeah, mm-hmm. they're going to have family time. So she turns the TV off. Everyone's upset. And she's like, start going through the photo album because no one's got anything to say, really, have they? Did no. you ever have family night when you were a kid? We never had family night. We never even really had family dinner. My dad always sat in the lounge and ate his dinner. Yeah, right. No, we, no, we didn't. Um, rec- not recently. A couple of years ago, my dad was um, seeing someone who liked to have family time over the dinner table and ask. That's weird. Now, what was the best thing that happened to you today? Oh. Yeah. Um, awkward. And often my... My dad leaving you. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, I can tell you it's not being asked that while I'm trying to eat my steak. (laughs) What was the best thing that happened to you today, Mitch? Um, I came here, which meant I could avoid avoid the number of people in public that wanted to tell me it was hot. You did tell me you had a really bad falafel. I did have a bad falafel. That was not the best part of the day. Um, But last (laughs) Thursday, I had a very good falafel. Define a good falafel, though. Well, it wasn't dry. And they had some tabbouleh in there. Um, Baba Ganoush was But involved. sometimes there's too much tabbouleh. No, the, well, the good one was just perfect. Everything yeah. everything done well and Ratioed a re- out really well. nice bread. Um, this one was a little bit dry and mealy and just didn't taste very great. But anyway, no, the, the biggest thing is that I'm like, we had our first day over 30 degrees Celsius uh, for the year or for, you know, leading into summer. And I just hate that I'm as soon, as, 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 soon as it gets above 26, 27 degrees, oh, it's hot. Yeah. Jeez, it's hot. God, how are you doing? Oh, it's hot today. No <laughs> fucking shit. Can we put a moratorium on that? Can we Can we just think that every single person in the world 
within one or two degrees feels temperature the same way as you. But I don't need I don't need someone to come and go. What's hot? Duh! No wonder. That's what's been wrong with me all day. I should take off my mittens. Discussing the weather is the best icebreaker, though. No, it's the worst. It's the best. It's It's the easiest. No. Okay, I'll tell you what it does do. It enables me to be able to, in two seconds, judge you and understand that you're not someone that I'm going to get much out of. (laughs) Why? If you come up to me and you can't think of anything more interesting, off the top, to say, it's hot out there. It is good, though, in this episode when Homer goes, windy as hell out there. (laughs) <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only exception that I would give is if it's like 40 degrees in the middle of winter. It's fucking hot. And then you go, I can't believe how hot it is. Yeah. Fine. That's a novelty. Don't tell me it's hot in summer. Please. Um, <laughs> well, it's not summer. It's, it's close. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Whilst you're telling that story, I recalled that when you walked in, I said, fuck, it's hot today, isn't it? <laughs> yep. And you haven't spoken to me since we started record- until we started recording. <laughs> Before we get into, back to the episode, though, did you see the guy on Twitter that started a food war with you? He reckons he can cook a better brisket, I think it is. He even posted photos of his food. He did, and I, I fired back a photo of my lasagna. <laughs> so, I don't know much about the man. What, um, Bourdain somebody? Anthony Bourdain? Never heard of him. At least someone appreciated the joke. You, I can't tell you how good this is for your ego. <laughs> Oh, and there's this. For your ego. There's this. If you're in if you're in the bedroom and you mm. maybe make a little move on your wife, firstly, you can just just ease into it with a little bit of saxophone. And then when you plant one on the lips. Can you add your own clips into it? Uh no. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. That's an extension they need. It is. You can add the the That would be pretty awesome, ring. actually. Ribbit, ribbit. Hubba, hubba, hubba. Alright. So they've just been watching Night Boat. Marge has turned it off. They're looking through family photos. Uh, Homer tries to speed up the, the one-hour timer, which is hilarious. You just hear it in the background going, yeah. getting faster. <laughs> Reminded me of Scattergrease, that timer. It was the only yeah. thing that I can remember um, that timer for. Do you ever play Scattergrease? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was more of, I liked Pictionary. Yeah, okay. Did Pictionary have that sort of timer? No, but it's just that kind of family mm. board game. Such an anxious yeah. making it's, sound. I don't like it. It's, it's like 60 minutes. Yeah, but 60 minutes and it's like watching 60 minutes and trying to solve a puzzle at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever done an escape room? Yeah, I have. Yeah, we had one of them ticking the whole time in the escape room once. I uh, I believe we did an escape room as a work challenge. We won by five seconds or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. Nice. I, um, <laughs> I cracked all of the really difficult puzzles very early and then, kid you not, got to the end where like, you find the little... There's always a hidden panel somewhere in yeah. an escape room. We found the hidden panel and I'm looking around everywhere for a lock or a mechanism or some way to release it. Turns out all you had to do was push, push it. the door over <laughs> <laughs> So I chewed up about 45 seconds trying to find something. I remember we started off in the skate room trying to open up a door with this key and we just could not get the door to open. Mm. And after about... Turns out it was your key. At least about 10, 15 minutes, the guy goes, try the other door. (laughs) We have more than one booking tonight and we need you to move quickly. Get the fuck out. (laughs) So they're looking through photos and all of a sudden there's photos of the TV. Much of the, the family enjoy mm. this. Marge is not happy about this at all. Then there's all photos of Bart sleeping. Mums do this. Yeah, mums do. And I think this highlights... Well, we do it with our dogs. Yeah, true. Look, look how cute he is So sleeping. I'm going to stop the point that I was about to make. <laughs> as you just... As I got hit with the wave of hypocrisy yes. that I was about to spew out. <laughs> Lisa then asks why there's uh, no photos of Maggie. And Homer then tells the story. And we get the fake story about him defeating the terrorists and blah, blah, blah. Then he gets told to tell the story, right? Which is pretty great, by the way. Just quickly. The I liked, story. I liked that there's like an almost Alan Rickman style Hans Gruber. Yeah. Um, hard kind of feel to yeah, it. Yeah. Like just the voice of it. <laughs> Not on my ship. We had a great transition note from Homer fending off yeah. to the fans. Yeah. It's really great. <laughs> Which is like me today. I'm fucking, man, I'm not going to say it. I nearly said it. It's hot. He's going to keep saying, make you angry. I thought, I won't, well, make him angry, but I won't. <laughs> He's put the mic down. Mitch has put the mic down. I'm not doing it anymore, Dando. <laughs> so then we... Uh, what are you doing? That's my protest. <laughs> Homer then receives his check and... Why did he have? Why did he quit his job because he received the check? Well, what was? What? He was out of debt, so he had no uh, need to no work anymore. Free. Of course he was, yeah. yes. Monty. <laughs> <laughs> this old rant, I was going to play the clip, it's so good. I hope I haven't upset you. Bongo head! 
Starts at the. Yeah. <laughs> starts using that as a bongo. Wouldn't it be bad if it's someone didn't, a, know, didn't use a coaster? Yeah, it's such a hilarious escalation. <laughs> Doesn't use a coaster, then a bit of paper on the floor, yeah. and that yeah, just I'm paralyzed with rage. Flat out treating him as a musical instrument yeah. as he literally burns bridges driving out of the power plant. <laughs> Which was a guy that David Merkin really enjoyed making. He said, yeah, like it's just. He says this is the kind of thing you can't do in live action. Yeah, no, definitely not. I yeah. think he said specifically the comic timing. Like, yes, for the f- bridge to be entirely engulfed in flames instantly. Immediately, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. You also can't throw a ninety-year-old man into a pile Push him. of <laughs> knock like, him out. Yeah, you know, 40, 40 gallon drums and head over head, but, but head Burns, over heel on concrete. Burns has done nothing wrong. He's given him money, so he's out of debt, and yeah. now he's playing his head like That's a bungo. That's for giving me a job yes. for the last nine years. <laughs> we then go to the bowling alley and. For some reason, in my head, I always thought Barney's uncle was called Barney, but I was oh, incorrect. Okay. His name's yep. Al. And Barney gets fired for getting Homer the job. Yep. He's been replaced by Homer. Bart is now proud of Homer's job. Oh, my God. Dad's a pin monkey. Finally, I can be proud of what he does for a job. <laughs> I've come up with a perfectly balanced budget. There will be exactly enough money for you, me, Bart, and Lisa if we make a few small sacrifices. <laughs> From now on, we use regular toilet paper, not that fancy quilted kind. And only one of you kids can go to college. Fine. There's another really good joke that you would not have understood as a kid. Mm -hmm. When he says we need to make a few small sacrifices and Marge turns the diamond away, thinking he's going to try to pawn my wrist. That was a very, very funny joke. Yep, yep, yep. So then they go out celebrating. You think they're out at a nightclub because you can hear the music, yeah. but no, they're just chilling in the drive-thru. Yeah. Dude, hustle. Yeah. <laughs> There's a great meme of this shot saying it's like relationship goals. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they then go for a stroll on the beach. This is funny. You think they're going to have sex on the beach. Yeah. I've got sand in my underpants. Me too. Let's go home. Me too. Let's go home. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> it's so good. So Yeah. You can't, you can't get doing... You can't be getting down to business on the beach. It's one of those things of like reality versus what you see on TV. Yeah. <laughs> or you go down to do it and it's like, ah, uh, this is not Yeah, good. it's sandy and then a, a rogue wave comes in, <laughs> washes one of you away. Something licks you on the bum. Yeah. <laughs> Admittedly, that's likely to happen in my house as much as anywhere else. Uh, they get home and this is where they rock the Casbah and home is happy. Everything's perfectly balanced. Seconds later. Yeah. The sound effect on the sperm. Yeah. They'll bump into each other. Can we play that as a clip? <laughs> Go! 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 It's so delightfully sickening. Yes. Yeah. It's almost as good as Homer's doing the action. So is that close? Is that kind of what it sounds like? <laughs> one of the, the, one of the best hilarious. gifts of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, they paved the way for this kind of filth in school. Mm. So then Homer was mentioning that he had no idea that Marge was pregnant. I had no idea she even existed, maybe. <laughs> Nearly sits on her. Yeah. We come back from commercial and still Homer has no idea that she was pregnant, except for the fact that he's she just was sick as, every morning. As he puts it in a beautiful waking coma. Yes. Like, and this is where it really sells the fact that Homer is has attained, like if it was a video game, Homer's at level 100. He's beaten the system. He's got a job that he loves. Wife that, that just does what he wants. Yeah, comfortable enough existence. This is all he's ever wanted. It's He's got the ultimate life right now for him, what he for wants. For him. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's loving his new job, Urinal Fresh. I love that. <laughs> Al, so, it's almost as good as Elephant Fresh. I think, what's better, Urinal Fresh or Elephant Fresh? Uh, I think Elephant Fresh because the, the bird's just on his head. Yeah. He's yeah. grooming me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, one of these moments where he knows he shouldn't do it, but he can't resist putting his head in the shino ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why don't they do that in Kingpin? I think it's they force someone's head down there. It doesn't go quite as well. I think it's Kingpin. Pretty sure it's Randy yeah. Quaid. Yeah. Um, the 
I loved the music, by the way, in the pins where the, where sequence, the pins where yeah. the pins go. It's been used before in an episode. I can't remember yeah, where. Okay. It's just like there's a lot of directorial flourishes that I really dig throughout this episode, and that's that's one of them. Where yeah. It's just production values are top-notch. Yeah. Hibbert then tells Marge that she is indeed pregnant. He's confirmed it. And Marge is very concerned because they're going to need the money and Homer mm. isn't making as much now, so what are we going to do? Hibbert with the Arsenio Hall-style crew cut mm. as well. Yeah, yeah, but which is weird because... In the 70s, he had a big afro. No, but... Well, oh, I, I guess only a couple of years ago. Yeah, and he yeah. didn't have it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Hibbert then offers to sell the child for $60,000. dollars mm-hmm. like, no, you wouldn't want to do that. That'd be illegal. You'd be in prison. Of course not. Then Marge tells Bart and Lisa, and she's too scared to tell Homer. Yeah. She doesn't want to kill his joy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I'm sure... Obviously, he's not going to react in an angry way or anything like that, but it is that thing of, like, uh-oh, I know that this is not going to make him happy. How do I deliver said bad news yep. to my partner? What were they doing having unprotected sex? Well, that husband unless and wife. He's the, unless he's had the snip. And they're religious. But if you don't want a kid... They're a religious husband and wife couple. <laughs> you don't. time it as best you can... <laughs> <laughs> Pull out moments prior to release. <laughs> we need to stop now before we get too dirty. And that has been Sexual Education 101 by Four Finger Discount. Fuzzy Discount. Bunny. Do, actually, there are kids that listen. Don't do any of that. No, <laughs> don't at all. <laughs> Forget everything you just heard from Uncle Mitchell. You finish inside <laughs> and then you run away. Jesus. <laughs> the look on your face. <laughs> now I'm protesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disgusted in you. You say, geez, it's hot. And then you scurry outside with your, with your clothes wrapped up in your arms. <laughs> Shame just left at the door. Homer is then praying. Marge walks in, she catches him praying. Well, he's not really... He's praying, but he's, he's just thanking, thanking God. God. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the perfect life that he's got. Obviously, cookies. <laughs> Give me enough sign. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest loophole ever. Then she tells Patty and Summer, and they're just bitches doing what they always do, just ruining... Things for Homer. Yep. Even smoking around a pregnant woman. Yeah, that's, I mean, a sign of the times. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, I've been watching Sopranos at the moment, and there was, I think he's like 15, he's got to be 15 or 16, and he's smoking the, the, the son on the oh, show. Yeah. I said to Nicola, it's just so jarring seeing this on television now because it's very rare that you would see someone smoking on television. Mm. I miss it. I'll be Do honest. You? Yeah. I don't see. For, I, for all of the health problems, smoking still looks cool as shit. I see. I don't see it like that. I see it. As just, I just don't like it. I've. I've you never ever watched Robert De Niro with a cigarette in his mouth. I understand. The man is like he was born to. Maybe do because it. it's a sixteen-year-old, you're seeing kids and you think, Ugh. like, you see, if you walk into the shop and you see a fifteen, sixteen-year-old having a smoke at the front, what's your immediate thought? At least it's not meth. Really, what's your first thought? You think negatively of them. Um. I think it's just because we've been trained to think that way a bit now, where we see it as a negative. I don't necessarily think any more and less not negative, negatively not, not negative of them person, than anyone it's else. A, it's, it's negative that they're doing that. I think not 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 a not a bad person, but I personally I feel like oh, you've probably made the wrong choice. We're starting to smoke. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not defending that fact that there's obvious you know obvious health ramifications to it. But I wouldn't judge the 15 year old any more than I'd judge the 45 year old or the 70 year old that's still smoking despite the emphysema. Do does smoking still exist in movies? Do you still see people smoking movies? Very rarely, no. Um it's mentioned in Thank You for Smoking that it's not it really okay. Um yeah what do they say in the hands of uh Ravs, Russians, Arabs and villains. They're the only people that you see with smokes in their mouths these really? days. Do you reckon that's true? Well, I can't recall the last time I saw someone smoking. See, I would like to see a scene in Iron Man where Robert Downey Jr. is working on the suit with a, smoke, a cigarette you, in his and mouth. Then, and then you realise Disney own Feels real to the character. Yeah. But anything Disney... You know Disney have banned Slave Leia? Uh, yes. Yeah. Did hear that. Nothing of Slave Leia related is ever allowed to be released again. Yeah. Well, that's probably fair enough. It was a fairly misogynist thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, smoking, on the other hand, I don't see why it should necessarily be banned from TV and movies because it is a thing that does happen in real life. You can't pretend that it doesn't exist. And it's a life choice, Yes. Yeah. And yet, interestingly, you can show someone shoot up heroin. So, Is it because, though, what if they show people smoking and it killed them? See, usually when you see people taking drugs on a TV show, it's portrayed negatively. Mm. Having someone just smoking casually, like it's not a big deal, that's what they don't like. Yeah, true. But if they had a, if it had a negative aspect to it, maybe they would include smoking. Mm. Well, and that's why it's normally vil- like the villains that you see smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, getting back to Anne Maggie makes three. Patty and Summer. This was one of my favorite gags because I completely forgot it existed. I don't think I ever picked up on it as a kid when they're going through the phone book and mm. you think they've gone through the whole thing, but they've just picked someone from A and someone from Z. 
Yeah, that's right. That Amazing. Right. Yeah, the two <laughs> the two biggest blabbermouths <laughs> yeah, in town. Yeah, so good. Um, Particularly because of how exhausted they look after yeah. the phone call. Yeah. That's a, yeah, it's a very good... Uh, it's almost a sleight of hand. Yeah. Everyone starts congratulating Homer. He just doesn't get it at all. And then, Mo. That's a brilliant scene. Way to get Marge pregnant. It's getting oh. very abstract. But, uh, <laughs> yes, I do love my new job at the Ballarama. <laughs> so good. Homer, congratulations on your new job. New job. Marge is pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> but, but before that, the, the baby shower and the mm. windy door. Yeah. She thinks Homer walks in. Yeah. Ooh, it's windy as hell out there. <laughs> <laughs> then we get the flashbacks to him finding out about Bart and Lisa tearing his hair out bit by bit. Hmm. It's nice to see a Homer going bald origin story. Yeah. I thought that we've seen something similar to that in the past. You must know. Mm, you probably just remember him. Oh, no. I'm thinking of when Camp Krusty, Camp Krusty falls, when a bit yeah, falls out. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of this leading up to the next commercial break? A bit of a meta gag with the kids. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can't expect us to sit still all this time. And then Marge, I'm just going to sit here and imagine products I'd like to buy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't have that. <laughs> so then we come back from commercial. What's a, well, actually, before we do that, what is a product you would like to buy that you don't own yet? Mine is a 4K player because I've just found out that ET's been released on 4K. I want to watch it. <laughs> um, I'm not too fussed about that. I, you know, maybe a sweet VR set. Mm-hmm. Although to be fair, yeah, a Samsung one. I there's probably like 180. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, I want to play one. solid games, but I don't think there's anything that's major on there yet. Um, what about? A, I want to get an air fryer and see what the big fuss is about. Mm. Have you ever used one? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. What's um, the mm for? I don't feel like the definition works. I feel like frying implies liquid. Well, you put some oil in, just not as much as oh, normal. Yeah, okay. so you put, I think, the tablespoon of oil and it does something to yeah, okay. have the same effect as a deep fryer. Gotcha, fair enough. Um, okay, uh, off the top of my head, very quickly, I would like a copy of Homer's Odyssey in a Big and Simpsons Guide. <laughs> well, so you are in luck. <laughs> so the commercial break's over. We get back, and Bart is then telling his story of what happened, and Homer's head explodes. Homer's head explodes. Yeah. Marge then asks, or tells Homer to ask for a pay rise. And this is where Homer finds out, well, he goes to Al, he says, look, I need a pay rise. Yeah. I would love to, but I just can't afford it. There's enough yeah. people bowling. Al seems like a pretty good boss. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And he tells Homer, if you can come up with a way to get people to come bowl, then you can have that pay mm. rise. So, marketing montage. Amazing. With the charts up everywhere, the the half-rim glasses that he's wearing. It's everything about it. Like I said, it, it's so goddamn perfect. What are your what's Even your the fa- camera work is amazing. Yeah, it is great. What what's your favorite like Homer montage where he's trying to work on something? Like for example, another example of this would be uh, when he's working on the car for her her power. Yeah, yeah, working on the car is pretty good. I, I f- What about when he's trying to make breakfast for Mr. Burns? Pours yeah. pours the milk and it catches on yeah, fire. Yeah, that's pretty great. I was gonna <laughs> say making Wonderbat. It's not as yeah. involved, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't mind that one. Um, I feel like I can... Oh, there's something else that I can picture of him hammering away. Lisa's costume, maybe. Because then, like, cuts Chris to the welder. Uh, yeah, Dad! Dad! Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, after all the book reading and all the marketing he's been looking up, he just... <laughs> Shotgun firing out the front. Lisa, Mum, make Dad tell the real story. Every- <laughs> Actually, that's how it happened. Oh, my. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's failed which means he has to quit his job sorry you just reminded me we, uh, one thing that I'd forgotten about it's a really good subtle line from Lisa earlier yeah. in the episode as well where she's like oh, good on you you're following your dream of sorts yes <laughs> now he has to quit his job though because he failed at the marketing side of things and he mm. needs the money so he's going to have to go back to the power plant you really feel sorry for Homer here because technically he's done nothing wrong he's worked hard he's paid off his debts he's starting his dream job and now he's going to have to give it up and go back to what he hated mm. In saying that, though, he does have a cushy job at the power plant, but it'd be boring as shit. I, I don't know enough about industry to answer that, to have any opinion on well, that. Well, I stood at the end of a conveyor belt for, for six years, and that was enough. Yeah, well, that's fair. <laughs> if only it was one of those delightful conveyor belts that have sushi on them. Yes, yeah. No <laughs> one wants to see Homer go, because he's so good at his job. That's the other thing. He's really good at being at a pit yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor little uh, little Joey. We'll get to LA one day. We'll get to California oh, California, yeah. Sure we will, Mr. Homer. Sure, sure we will. will. <laughs> Like Peppy, isn't he? <laughs> Similar to Peppy. Yeah. Uh, then we get great animation of Homer leaving the Bolarama, great music as well, and then re-entering the power plant. It's just so somber. Yeah. Oh, sorry, we missed another great. I, I mentioned this before. It's a great joke when he's when he first asks for the raise. He's like, Oh yeah. I'm gonna march right up to Al tomorrow and say, cut to the new scene, Steve. I mean, <laughs> I mean Al. Al. <laughs> He has to go get his job. The acid rain ruins his jacket. Yeah. 
Poor Homer. Yeah, and like the lighting, the you know, it's the all, door slamming shut like a prison. It's real gloomy over the okay. power plant. Yep. It's very depressing. You here for a what is it? Forced to crawl back into the yeah, office, the supplicant door. Yeah. <laughs> then Mr. Burns, we don't, we don't really see him groveling, do? He's like, oh, you come crawling for you, back for your job, have you? Yeah. Then, Seems like the classy thing to do would be to not mention it. Thanks for giving me my old job back. I'm afraid it's not that simple. As punishment for your desertion, it's company policy to give you the plague. Uh, sir, that's the plaque. Ah, yes, the special demotivational plaque to break what's left of your spirit. Because, you see, you're here forever. Don't forget, you're here forever. So then Homer goes home. He's really upset because he's had to go back to the power plant. But he still has the motto of like, don't take it out in the family. It's not their fault. It's, yep. it, well, it is, it's his own fault for creating the baby, really. Partially his fault. Well, he's certainly involved. Yes. It's, it's not the kid's fault, that's for sure. So you can't take it out in the kids is mm. what he says. And then <laughs> tells Marge, what does he say? He's, he says, he's kind of every, just... Every like, time I think of the baby, I get angry yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Contractions in one ear and out the, the other. other. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to the hospital and Quimby's had a baby. So maybe your wife would like to hold the baby. My wife? Where? Yeah. <laughs> See, Captain's had a child holding it upside down like a fish. Catch of the day. And then Homer's really disappointed. Oh boy, here it comes. Another mouth to feed. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good the way you react. Uh, it's a baby girl. Yeah. Was it like yay or what? It says something like no, it just says, I don't even think it says girl at first. Just said, here she is. Oh, yay. But, yeah. She says it's a boy. Gives it a thumbs boy. up. And yeah. then we just see her finger or her hand come out and grab his finger, yeah. his thumb. And it's, that that's just a great moment. But he thinks it's a boy, doesn't he? Yeah, that's right. And yeah. what a boy! That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that joke's been used plenty of times before. He loved her from the start, and they asked, "Well, if you loved her from the start, why were there no pictures of her in the book?" And and then we get the beautiful reveal. One of do the it for her. best endings of all time. So overall, this was up to this point. It's been my favorite flashback episode we've had so far. It's a great episode that clearly from the get-go sets out to be sentimental but doesn't stop being funny at any point you along the way. It, you don't feel like it's going to be sentimental until it hits you. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely true and it also never feels like it's preaching to you or no. talking down to you or anything like that. It's and a really and it's earnest, all, yeah. honest, hilarious episode. It's always great when Homer's good at something as well. Hmm. What did we learn, Palmer? What did you learn from the episode, Dando? I learned what happens to pins once you knock them down with a bowling ball. Excellent. I learned that unborn babies are a ticking time bomb ready to blow a family eight ways from Sunday. That is correct. Jamail! Jamail is here! Ooh! Mailbag time. What have we got this week, Mitch? Well, I'm going to jump onto the Twitter and find out. We were asking this week, how have you burned your bridges? At Four Finger Pod. Follow us on the Twitter. Did you put the gif of the bongo? Yes. That's amazing. Can you, after we finish recording, can you show me how to put gifs? On Facebook. Like, did you get that from Freaky? I don't know how to do it on... No, I just... Oh, so you look up GIFs. So on Twitter, I just looked up the GIF. Yeah, I typed Because I want a particular thing. I couldn't find it in the GIFs on Twitter. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's okay. really annoying. No, I'm not smart enough to know how to embed <laughs> them myself. Uh, so at Mike Chorus, can't recall one, but can I suggest an alternate episode uh, title, 10 Pins and a Baby? That's cool. No. Am I allowed to read this name out? I don't know if I'm going to get into legal trouble here, but at Andy McEwen 1, I sued my work twice. Uh, for money, he says. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Did he, um, but did he succeed? That's the thing. I, sw- I was still employed, but once I got the cash, I walked out. Nice. That's uh, that's pretty great, Andy. Sir, I would like to know. I am in your debt. Yeah. Um, if you guys did that at Ford. At <laughs> Adios Pantaloons writes, in very cowardly fashion, um, I quit my job by walking out as normal at 5pm, sitting in a pub for two hours, and then going back to an- my empty office, packing all my stuff into a box, leaving a note on HR's desk. Classy, eh? But the adrenaline rush afterwards was awesome. Uh, we should point out the the greatest of all quitting job stories is Larry David's, which was then recreated in Seinfeld when he quit Saturday. Really? Was that well, okay? Yeah, like he cracked the shits because he didn't have a single sketch on at Saturday Night Live. He quit. He called the director all sorts of names, and then he got home and he called his friend who was based, who Kramer ended up becoming yeah, based yeah, on. Yeah, oh, What was the guy's real name? Uh, was Kenny, Kenny. Kenny Kramer. Yeah, yeah, Kenny. Yeah. Um, and he. He's like, I just quit Saturday Night Live. He's like, what'd you do that for? He's like, I don't know. I got angry and I quit. He's like, I don't know what to do now. He's like, just go back in on Monday. Pretend it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Did he actually do that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got back on. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Keith Nedham, the real-life Homer Simpson, um, he put his put in um, two weeks at his first bakery job, worked those two weeks without a day off, and on his last day, turned in the uniform. <laughs> Not bad going. I've actually got a really good one that um, has happened. Uh, you quit a job before? No, no, no. Oh, I have quit jobs, but never, never 
in any untoward fashion, but I've got a, I've got a. Here's what I've got for you. Depressing story. Continue. You go first. I can't name names or institutions, but let's say it's in the financial finance sector. What's it? What's your shirt say? Uh, No, it's nothing (laughs) to do with where I currently work. But someone that I, an old manager of mine, was managing a bank branch, um, for for some fairly valid personal reasons. Was like, oh look, I need to take a little bit of time off. And they went, that's fine. Take a couple weeks. Just you know, get yourself right. Then a week later is spotted in another uniform in another part of town managing a branch for another, uh, well, one of the competitors. Whilst on leave. Yes. That's so amazing. Collecting leave from one job, working, shit. working for a rival company. That is George Costanza shit right oh, there. It's insane. And then, um, yeah. like and, We have and, to write a Seinfeld script around that. And not only that, like in, in a world where if you leave, there's non-disclosure agreements and all sorts of stuff going on. And then like, you know, gets, gets caught. He's like, ah, well, I don't say anything. <laughs> oh, you saw him? No, I didn't. Okay. But the person. To someone else. Yeah. Uh, so don't say anything. It's like, I fucking have to say something. <laughs> I'll get in trouble if I don't <laughs> say something. But I just, um, I, I admired the balls of that. Yeah. Like he was maybe. In the same town. In the same town. <laughs> not only that, maybe 80 meters away from. Same type of job. Fr- same type of job and maybe maybe 80 meters to 100 meters away from the company that he was on leave from so like you know, i know where several branches know where around too yeah. yeah yeah brilliant <laughs> that's so good <laughs> thought you could see the other place from the front of this place pretty much yeah <laughs> that's great well this is more depressing so guys at ford mm. once all worked, walked in there was eight of them saying they've quit because they've all just won Tats Lotto, first division. Okay. They're in a syndicate. So there was eight... Oh, I've read about this story. Oh, wait, no, No, sorry. no, this is not the one you're thinking of. No, yeah, I was yeah. thinking of couriers. So oh. there was nine in total, but eight mm. of them walked in, and mm. one of them wasn't there. And they would have all won about eight to $900,000 each. Okay, so that's a sizable amount of money. Yeah, yeah. Life-changing that's, money. That's enough to quit your job, quit your factory job, and live off for a while if you wanted to, and whatever. Yeah. Most mortgages in Geelong are getting paid off with that yeah. comfortably. yeah. yeah. Interest as well. Anyway, so they all walk in. They're saying they're quitting. They're not doing it in a like a vicious way. They're not saying we mm. fucking quit. It's just yeah, we're quitting our jobs. We're leaving. This is it. We're done. It's goodbye, guys. Blah blah blah. Where's the ninth guy? He's not there. He's the guy who was supposed to be. Don't tell me that the ninth guy's made off. He no okay. had been collecting the money. Yeah, and putting the ticket on right. Yeah, for eighteen months he'd been collecting their money. And oh no, pissing it up, and not putting numbers on. Oh no. So he didn't rock up to work for around two weeks. And everyone's... Well, how could he? But they didn't know that he hadn't put the numbers on. Yeah, right. So they're all thinking they'd won. And they went in there and said, no, there was no ticket. There was no ticket number. Yeah, he always goes to this branch. He goes to this branch and buys a ticket. No, there was no ticket number. And then he had to be... He came to work. They they found him and people were threatening to kill him and blah, blah, blah. Police escort out from work every night. Eventually moved to Queensland. But yeah, he cost... For 18 months, he was taken... Wow, Whatever. Off eight guys and just pissing it up the wall and spending it on whatever he wants and just telling them he's putting the numbers on and then one day they won first division. You and feel bad for that guy to be fair because the odds were actually with him to get away with that scam yeah. for his entire life. Like yeah. he could have, he could have done that forever. He would, mathematically he was in the right. Imagine if not ethically. Imagine being that guy realizing that they've won first division and you hadn't put the numbers on. Yeah. Well, I mean... Well, what, how would you feel if you were one of the guys that just been ripped off of nearly a million dollars? Surely, the not coming in for two weeks doesn't help. Like, if he had have just come in the next day and, and went, fuck, I'm well, ca- so he, fucking sorry. He, he came into work on a different I died shift. and I didn't get to go to the news <laughs> agency. And then I woke up this morning. Yeah, but then he owned up and said he hadn't put it on once. 18, nearly, it was nearly 18 months. Yeah, right. Oh, well, shout out to you if you're listening. <laughs> That's bad, eh? From your shack underarm guard. All, all these guys were, or six of them were there to the end. Okay, well, it's good that HR didn't process the resi- uh, resignations. Because <laughs> that would have been the ultimate kicker. Uh, yeah, geez, this really sucks, guys. Anyway, if you don't mind, uh, this is Bill. Could you just show him your job? Yep. <laughs> so, uh, what else have we got in the mailbag this week, Mitch? Um, we've got a couple Simpsons in real life stories from okay. Ash Day. Uh, the first one, um, short and sweet, was over in Japan um, in a very small, uh, no-bedroom apartment with one toilet. No bedroom? Yeah, no bedroom. It must have been oh, like one a big studio, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. like loft apartment type thing. Walked into the, um, opened the door to the toilet, noticed what I was looking at, shouted out, holy shit, it has buttons. 
sat down and did my business. Once I came out, my friend looked at me and asked, was he honoured to accept your waste? <laughs> Second story, um, his friend Jake's been travelling around Europe and recently went to Oktoberfest. Recently we caught up, had a few drinks. Uh, talking about our travels, I asked him, how was Scotch-toberfest? Jake looked at me, paused for a moment before speaking and said, there's no such thing as Scotch-toberfest. That's great. Slammed his glass down in disgrace, <laughs> walked off to buy <laughs> You used more. me. <laughs> you used me, Skinner. We were discussing the best place to take a poo on the subject of Japanese toilets. And people actually wrote in. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Some people actually listening to us whilst taking one. Elliot Richardson chooses to poo at work and Dave Atkinson. Currently listening to your podcast on the Stonecutters whilst changing my baby's pooey nappy. Whilst the nappy was off, the baby has pooped again and I have watched the poo come out. That's as many times as I've seen poo in an email for some time. Uh, so thank you, David, for Did he have to attach the photo? Uh, <laughs> um, you know, the photo I would have been fine with. It was the scratch and sniff that got sent in the mail that was crossing the line. Do they still do those? Do you still have scratch and sniffs? As in what product? Do they exist? Yeah, we can, we've got... Uh, Smelly, not, not scratch and smelly, but what smelly um, pops, pop vinyls at work. Okay. All right, good. Um, Richard Hanny wrote in, uh, he had to reply. Actually, sorry, I have to interrupt you. You do. There's a scratch and sniff shirt at Universal Studios that smells like bacon with Homer on it, cooking oh, bacon. That's pretty awesome. Mm. It actually, and it actually smells like bacon. You've just got me thinking, why not just make a shirt out of bacon? You can try it. Yeah. I think Lady Gaga did it once, didn't she? Uh, that was raw meat. I'm not sure if it was bacon. Um, have you ever watched the South Park extras? Um, no. Or, sorry, not even the extras. It's just if you go like from one episode to another on the early DVD seasons, the very, very early ones. No, all I remember from the early videotape releases was the their little in front of a fireplace intros. Do you yeah, like where the dogs. Yeah. Like, oh, they, and they, they, eat the, they make the pig eat the pig. Yes, Macon yes. Bacon with Macon. Yeah. They had a pig named Bacon and then they would... Um, Cook bacon, feed bacon to the pig. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And the dogs ones was like every different every different episode they had a different dog, and they'd be like, "This is our favorite episode," or they'd be like, "This is why this is well, old Scratch's favorite episode anyway." They they yeah. were just taking the piss from the beginning. Yeah, those two. Yeah, they were on another level when yeah. it comes to not giving a fuck. Yeah, I really really adore them. Uh, and the new um, South Park game, the Fractured Butthole, came out yesterday. Okay, you played it yet? Uh, no, I'm very keen to get my hands. The on The last it, one was great. I loved the Stick of Truth. Mm. That was. We it's got a so much Stick of Truth merch at work. It's a rare thing with video games to actually make you laugh. Like, it, for, I don't know why. Like, you, it, why it's so hard to come up but with. There a aren't funny many video games game. based on comedy shows. No, but I mean, does it have to be based like on a show for it to be funny? There aren't many. Surely you can just come up with something on its own. I feel like there's so many games that they're just they all. Because I'm not an ult, a big gamer, so many games just seem like they're the same thing to me. Mm. Like, games like this stand out from the crowd. That's because, because when I walked past your video game shelf, you had about nine different iterations of wrestling games. So yeah, they would <laughs> <laughs> all feel like they're the same game I to you. I bought a wrestling game since like 2002. No, but when you were buying them, yeah. there were a lot. <laughs> anyway, um, Richard Hanney wrote in, uh, he wanted to talk about your explanation of cling film. Have you listened oh, yeah, he took the piss, back yeah. to this? Yeah, so... Oh, I, I, For people that are wondering, just as a recap, the yeah, explanation yeah. of cling film is the see-through version of aluminium foil where it doesn't feel like foil at all. It's a seal. You wrap up sandwiches with it. Uh, Mark Burgess writes in. He wants to know when we're signing our books, Will every time we'll, we hand one back, will we say, buy book, as we give it back to the people? I say, why For not? For an extra $2. Um, Mark also has a theory on Marge's dad. After listening to our review of Fear of Flying recently, I thought about Marge's dad. Was the moment little Margie saw her dad uh, as an air steward a turning point for him? This was historically a prequel, and we see Marge's dad as a bit of a deadbeat in other Marge episodes. Um, so what happened in between? What caused his demise? Was it being married to Marge's horrible mother, or was it being caught? Being outed. Yeah, being outed as a steward. Because he certainly compensates in later episodes with a real gruff manliness. He reminds me of um, uh, Sabotka from season two of The Wire. He, look, he looks like Roger Myers Jr. That's a little bit, actually. Yeah. yeah. He's a bit gruffy. This next uh, email comes in from Mark Burgess. Sorry, me again. Forgot my hat. Uh, the question is, have you ever been compared to a Simpsons character? Uh, the reason I he asks, he works in a sales job, so his friends Craig take great delight in calling him old Gil Gunderson. Okay. Um, I've never been compared to one, no. No, I've been... Um, a lot of people used to tell me uh, that there were similarities in the way I spoke to the way Jerry Seinfeld spoke, I think because I watched so much of the show. Um, okay. And that's definitely true. In my day-to-day conversations, there are a lot of Seinfeldian moments. You even- talk like this! <laughs> Everything's just really stressed! Yeah. Uh, no, uh, it's, but it's more like... 
hey, do you want to come do that? No. <laughs> like just yeah. little, I don't need to give an explanation. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to do that. He's another one that just doesn't give a fuck. He never has. Mm. Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. He gives less fucks now. He's just an old bitter man. He's not bitter. I don't uh, think he's anyway bitter. He's not. He's not bitter. He's, he finds too he's much joy. He's, a, in he's an old, comfortable man. I should say, comfortable man. Yeah, yeah. they have two very different words. Yeah, yeah. He's got nothing to be bitter about, really, has no, he? No, he doesn't. <laughs> but he loves almost everything. Like you know, he's open to any idea. He he doesn't. I've never heard him talk negatively about a style of comedy. Um, you know, he knows what's for him and what's not for him. But he loves every type of comedy. He's like, the, funny is funny. The the Kesha video, for example. Yeah. He didn't want, didn't know her. Yeah. I don't want you to touch me. Yeah. And <laughs> copped absolutely no backlash from no. that whatsoever. Because he said, no, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. And yeah. she kept trying, like, I'm fucking telling you, no. Yeah. I, like, no. I know your generation doesn't understand that word, but mm. go away. <laughs> the problem is, Kesha had mistook him for being Harvey Weinstein and thought she was going to get the hug. <laughs> That's what was confusing. Oh, dear. <laughs> I apologize. No, I don't no, apologize. You don't. No, not in any way, shape, or form. Um, all right. Oh, okay, here's a question for. Good luck trying to actually answer this off the top of your head. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were talking about the good exit to a commercial with, um, you know, the leading joke to commercial. About, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, from Dennis Latart uh, from Canada, his question was, "What is our favourite fade to commercial moment?" One of his favourites is in season six with Mrs. Pommelhorse. Oh, sorry, I'll try it. Mrs. Pommelhorse, I'd like to get down now. That wasn't a cut to commercial. You sure? Yeah. 100% wasn't a cut to commercial. Oh, it could have been at some point. Commercials get cut at all sorts of times. Maybe. Okay. Well, anyway, off the top of your head, can you think of a great fate commercial moment that you're a big fan of? Funny-wise, emotional-wise, doesn't matter? Doesn't matter. Okay. Um, Was dental I, plan a cut a fade to commercial? No, that wasn't a cut to commercial, no. Um, that, that that does have one of the great ones, though. It was him. Get him, fellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, so I haven't watched them with commercials for a long time, yeah, so exactly, I don't remember yeah. when they actually happened. Was I, See You in Hell Punk a cut to commercial, or was that just that ma- was yeah? Was that just taking the? Was that just making you feel like it was a cut to commercial? No, no, that was a cut to okay. commercial. And it freeze frames on it. Good. Well, it's the only one I can out. remember. So yeah. there we go. <laughs> what about when the fat guy reveals himself to be Michael Jackson? Oh yeah, I'm Michael Jackson from the Jacksons. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I'm Homer Simpson from the Simpsons. <laughs> anyway. It's, there's much better ones out there, but off the top of my head. Off, yeah. It's a difficult one to know when yeah. we just watch the episodes on DVD yeah, these yeah. days. Um, that wraps up the mailbag, though, for this week. Okay, then. What would we like to discuss, Mitch, before we let the listeners go this week? Um, Got any plans for the weekend? I'm heading up to uh, Condoblin, the home of Shannon Noll. What the hell is Condoblin? Somewhere in New South Wales. It's where Nicola's sister's gone to work to make some money so she can go travelling. And we have of all the places in Australia, she's found work in Condoblin. Yeah, it's some pub. Is that just because it sounded more like a UK town than anywhere oh, else that she could no find? I have no idea why we're driving eight hours up there, but we're going to be doing it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Shout out, sis. Um, well, that sounds rough. She wanted to experience Is there Australia. like a statue to Shannon Knoll in Condoblin? Uh, you she would assume w- so. She wanted to experience Australia, so she went to Condoblin. Somewhere in the country, why do I feel like she's going to end up in a... Uh, this is the same person that run herself over with a car. Do we end up telling that story on the podcast? I don't know. <laughs> but I've just told it now. Okay. <laughs> um, d- <sighs> Condoblin. Hasn't she watched enough Wolf Creek style things to know <laughs> you stay away from towns like that? Yeah. I just, like I if the population's not above 2,000, it's dude, not safe. Dude, you'd preach into the choir. Like... <laughs> You get, you get back to the UK. How was Bondi? No, I'm not sure. How was the Great Barrier Reef? No, I didn't see that. What about uh, Sydney Opera? No, 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 I didn't get to the Opera House. But I tell you what, though, I did win 43 bucks playing Kino at Condoblin on a lunch break. You know when you tell an Australian a place and they go, where the fuck is that? You know mm. it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know it's, you shouldn't be going there. Yeah. To be fair, I don't know a lot about our, my country and many Australians don't. No, we don't. If I don't go there frequently, and and a lot of people, even if it is a big place, the other day I was um, I had to go to Elstonwick, which is like five minutes from St from, Kilda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was like great Parmigiana. Good to know. I'll keep an eye on it next time. <laughs> but it was yeah. So where where'd you get your eye surgery done? Oh, Elstonwick. Elstonwick. How long does it take to get there? Yeah, it sounds like an old country pub, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Um, it's, like, it's, it's just really closer than Waverley. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, my plans for the weekend, few and far between. I, I, 
my golf course is shutting nine of its holes down, so I can't go there. Why? Just uh, just develop repair. it. Okay. It's down for two weeks. Yep. Um. So I, I don't know. I guess I'll like talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, well, it's only going to be sixteen degrees, so not about the weather. Not about the weather exactly. Oh right. no! What will happen is it'll be, God, it was cold. Like you just you can't get two days of good weather in this in this town. Like you were complaining about the weather when it was good. Yeah, yeah. The people just love to complain. Do you want to tell people about the book launch? What's going to actually happen at the book launch? Ah, oh, it's just so, like the Q and A. Well, there's the strip routine that we've been working on. That may or may not get busted that's out. It's going to be a surprise. No, yeah. I, well, I was thinking like that's the emergency exit. It's just if, that's, that's, if things aren't going well. Should we live stream that? Uh, for legal reasons, there are two or three minors involved, so I think it's best to keep it as a live performance. We'll just cut it before it finishes. Well, I guess that could. it worked for the full Monty. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see their bits in the full. Yeah, no, it cuts to the shot from behind. You see their see bare bumps. behinds. But yeah. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. Jeez, that'd be a different movie if they just ended with... Do you reckon a lot of people were disappointed because you didn't see it? I reckon, yeah. Because um, it builds up to the whole movie. You expected to see that fat guy's little willy. And you just don't see him. Yeah, no, it would have been fantastic. <laughs> and horse. I wanted yes, to see yes. horse. <laughs> I don't dance. I don't sing. Well, forgive us then, Mr. Horse. What exactly do you do? This. Yeah. <laughs> Good movie. I always love them dancing to hot stuff yeah. in the line. Um. <laughs> I was listening to a tripod song the other day, which yep. was really, really funny. King Kong, have you ever heard that? No, I haven't heard that one. Okay. No, I'll uh, I'll play it for you. Have yep. you seen the movie King Kong? Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, didn't good. didn't like it, but anyway. yeah. No, well, then you'll love this song. Okay. Um, but they're in amongst other Marilyn's. They're talking about songs that could be shortened and that could be you know get away, but they could be improved by just showing it. And like Boogie Nights, opening credits. We see his cock. Yeah. <laughs> End credits. Yeah. <laughs> Save two and a half hours. <laughs> that movie, yeah, it does I, go for no, too long. It, no, it doesn't. I love Paul yeah, Thomas. Yeah, mm. But I love Paul Thomas Anderson. I'm a big PTA okay. fanboy. What's one movie that you feel goes for too long, but you still love it? Um, Interstellar. I've yet to watch it. Okay. I mean, Interstellar is a two hour, 40 odd minute movie. It's... You've got to set aside time to watch that. You can't put it on on a whim, but I adore it. I think that's what's put me off the Lord of the Rings. Is just, you have to yeah. put it aside like 12 hours of your life to watch it. Oh, particularly them. if you're going for the extended yeah. cuts. Yeah. I like, I, I, when I saw that at three hours 50 or something like that, I was like, is that a typo? Yeah. <laughs> misprint? That can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> what fucking... Like, I think with the castle, they didn't even film that much in raw footage, let alone <laughs> what they edited it down to. <laughs> There's a really funny story behind that. So with with the castle, for people that are on the uh, castle, the castle, the castle, whichever way you want to yeah. go, um, in Australia, everyone knows the movie. Overseas, um, it's kind of the little comedy movie that could. It was Australian, made. Uh, Nicholas family knew of it. Okay, yeah, but it was made on no budget, and the only reason it was actually made is because they wanted to make the dish, but the guys went, nah, you don't really have much behind okay. you, so they went, all right, well, well, let's go do something else so we can show them that we can make a movie. So it was done as an afterthought. Um, and they only had enough film to do two takes of every scene. Really? That was it. So they had to rehearse it, film it once, and then if it screwed up, they could have a second crack at it. And then if that screwed that up, they were in a lot of trouble. Um, so <laughs> the scene where they're in the pool table and Bud Tingwell comes up, um, they're like, Dad, someone here to see you. And then like he walks to the door and there's this quiet moment and um, he goes, Laurie. Hello, Daryl. Um, so, Rob Sitch was directing the was the director for the movie, but for this particular Rob scene, was, okay, yeah, Rob directed it. But for this particular scene, he had to go. Like he was otherwise involved. I think of some footy function or something like that with Gary Lyon at the Melbourne Demons. So we got <laughs> the, yeah, he got Santo to direct that scene. Santo Chilauro. So it was like the one prank that they one of the pranks they played, if not the only one prank, was they did it once. Nailed it. Perfect take. So Santo's like, well, I've got this film up my sleeve. So they're like, bud, can you just do an absolutely ridiculous take? So like, what's supposed to be a somber (laughs) moment? And he comes in and is like, (laughs) Daryl! Giving the big (laughs) thumbs up. (laughs) So then like, he's talking to Rob. He's like, how did it go? Yeah, brilliant. Laurie was great. This is the best he's done. Like, you should see the work that he's done. It's so goddamn good. And then they show him the dailies. And they only show him that bit of footage. And everyone is just set steadfastly silent about it for days before they actually come clean. <laughs> was he just going to accept that that's how it was going to happen? Well, to be? yeah, it was the thing. Of, well, we haven't got time to reshoot it. And he, but he's sitting there going, the movie's ruined. <laughs> like, it's just ruined. Let him sit on it for a while. Yep. This is what you get for going to a function with Gary Lyon. Yeah. Well, it wasn't Gary. Well, yeah, sorry, yes. I, 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 you just made that up? 
Yeah, no, I thought you meant that Gary had orchestrated it. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, do you want to leave the listeners on that positive note? May as well. Thanks for listening to our review of And Maggie Makes 3. Next week, we've got Bart's Comet. One of my favourites. Always love that one. Yeah, I'm looking forward All to that. All the townspeople in uh, Flanders yeah. bomb shelter. Simpson-style deep impact. Yes, it is. Or Armageddon. Well, both. Disaster movie. Expect a hell of a lot of talk of the merits of deep impact and Armageddon next week. It's got one of uh, Matt Groening's favourite lines. Well, his favourite character is Database. Mm. And it goes, It's coming at us at a fantastic speed. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed the review. Make sure you pre-order our book, Homer's Odyssey and the Biggest Simpsons Guide, if you've yet to do so. Links are available on our Facebook page and in the description of this podcast. Just anywhere, four-finger discount, you'll find the link. Mm -hmm. Mitch, any final words for the listeners? If you haven't done so, now would be a good time to pull out. Shh.